Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Monday, May 31st. And this episode is brought to you by the Locked On NHL podcast. It's a daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today wherever you get podcasts. And speaking of the biggest stories and game recaps, we will, of course, take a look back at a memorable Game 1 For the Boston Bruins, a victory over the New York Islanders in front of a full house at TD Garden. David Pasternak with the hat trick to, uh, yeah, bring the hats raining down for the first time in too long. Before we get to that, let me remind you to please subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. Uh, Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy Uh, each download counts and uh, I appreciate those of you who have already subscribed and who download on a regular basis or or even once a week it really does mean a lot if you're on Twitter you can follow along at ENC McLaren uh, for my personal account dad jokes hockey tweets the podcast is at LO Boston Bruins on Twitter and at Locked on Bruins on Instagram Now let's get into it, shall we? And something special did indeed take place in Boston on Saturday night. For the first time since March 7th, 2020, the garden was filled to capacity and the fans responded in kind as well as the players. It was just a magical scene to witness from afar, a full building, and the Bruins stepped up and made it even more memorable by winning 5-2 in Game 1 over the Islanders. Uh, Patrice Bergeron said it seemed like it meant a lot to all of us. It seemed like for the fans it was special, for the players. It has been a year of ups and downs, more downs than not, craziness, heartache. You could tell that everyone was trying to enjoy themselves and have a good night. And the Bruins made sure it was indeed a party to celebrate, putting on a show in a convincing 5-2 win over the Islanders in the series opener. Like I said, David Pasternak led the way with his second career postseason hat-trick. Charlie McAvoy blasted home the game winner midway through the third to lift Boston to a 1-0 series advantage. Taylor Hall also chipped in with the empty net goal for extra insurance. Pasternak... Uh, His hat-trick was the second of his postseason career. He trails Phil Esposito, who has four, Cam Neely, who has three, and Johnny Busick, who has three in Bruins playoff hat-tricks. And uh, chances are, you know, the way he's rolling right now, he could very well tie Neely and Busick soon and even pass Esposito. I mean, it's almost guaranteed that he'll pass Esposito at some time in his career. Uh, You could feel the energy... All throughout the day, Pasternak said the players were excited. In the warm-up, it felt like 22 players playing their first NHL game. Everyone looking around, so many people. Definitely a different game than the rest. It's a different sport with fans in the building, he said. It warms your heart. It reminds you why you play the sport. And that sentiment came out very early on as 
uh, it was announced that AJ Quetta, the Bishop Fianna hockey player who was left paralyzed after an on-ice accident earlier this year, was introduced as the honorary fan batter captain. And it was just huge, such a great sight. And Bruce Cassidy said, the magnitude of where we are in the second round, you put that on top of AJ being there, seeing him doing better, all those things that go into it, every little bit of support for us once the puck drop matters. Todd Anderley with the Rockets rendition of the National Anthem. It was all just really special and cool to see from afar. I'm very uh, envious of all of you who are in the building. Saw some people who've been on the podcast who were there. Uh, Brianna Pire, uh, Chanel was there. Very cool uh, to see the scenes there. And the Bruins, like I said, responded. They were feeding off the crowd. And they outshot the Islanders 40-22. to And they had 12 high-danger chances compared to only two for the New York Islanders, according to Natural Statric. Uh, Bergeron said, We talked about it, that we had to be appreciative, that we had to soak it in, but also play the game and not worry about it too much. Kind of put yourself in a bubble, if you will. Trust your instincts, and the energy will be there from the crowd. The rest will take care of itself. Now, for a large part of the game, this did look somewhat reminiscent of the Islanders Penguins series where the Penguins largely outplayed the Islanders and goaltender Ilya Sorokin, uh, you know, really stepped up. He did so again, making some pretty big saves, keeping the Islanders in it. He was giving up some meatball rebounds, uh, one of which Pasternak took advantage of to bury. Uh, Pasternak also showed some great patience on his first goal, um, and it was a, a marked improvement from a few weeks ago where he might have been trying to rush the shot or a stick broke, but he had that extra patience and uh, deposited his first goal past Sorokin because of taking that extra moment to set up, pick his spot, and yeah, he's been feeling it. He only had two goals in the series against the Capitals. He had uh, three, obviously, in this one, so already ahead of where he was against the Caps, and the same was uh, true for David Krejci. He had three assists. He only managed two points against the Capitals. The Bruins did fall behind in the first period thanks to an Anthony Beauvillier goal, but David Pasternak responded with a power play goal, that patient one that I mentioned earlier, with 24 seconds left in the first. That was a huge boost. Uh, You don't want to go down into the locker room 1-0. Pasternak put the team ahead midway through the second with another goal. Uh, Adam Pellick tied things up, so it was 2-2 heading into the third, and then that McAvoy bomb uh, put the Bruins ahead for good. Pasternak added the hat-trick goal at the 15-50 mark. And like I said, uh, Taylor Hall with the empty net exclamation point to give the Bruins the 5-2 win. Now, I mentioned the um, scoring chances earlier on. The Bruins did have the advantage there. And if you look at their fancy stats at the moment, they rank first among all NHL teams. That's heading into... Uh, tonight's game one between the Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights. But among all the playoff teams, they have an expected goals of 61.86. That means they're generating uh, attempts, scoring chances, and high danger chances, meaning you know good quality looks on net that uh, will you know go in more often than not if you're generating that many chances. The Islanders, conversely, they rank. 
uh, 13th at 41.82. The Bruins are at 61.86. So uh, the Islanders also, when it comes to shot attempt differential, they're dead last, 40.22. So if the Bruins can continue to get the puck toward the net like they are, uh, Sorokin definitely looked beatable. He's giving up some meatball rebounds, like I said. Um it's possible that if the Bruins win Game 2, they might turn to Varlamov, who had more success against the Bruins in the regular season. Perhaps they even try to do that for Game 2. Who knows? Uh, we'll see how things develop here. But uh, all told, it was a very encouraging Game 1 performance for the Boston Bruins. And I certainly don't see any reason to change up from my Bruins in 5 prediction at the moment. Before we uh, discuss some other notes from the game, let's talk about Wealthfront. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. You should team up with Wealthfront instead. They can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. I should mention some other, uh, you know, Key stats from this game, Patrice Bergeron led all Bruins with eight shots on goal. David Pasternak with seven. He, of course, had the three goals. Bergeron with two assists. And Boston's top line was definitely a deciding factor in this one. Just very strong shift after shift. Uh, There was some concern after this one as Craig Smith left the game. Uh, with an injury, and he was not able to return. On Sunday, head coach Bruce Cassidy said he did not have an update on Craig Smith, and they were going to see uh, if he was able to skate uh, here on Monday morning in advance of tonight's game two. He is being listed as having a lower body injury. If he's not able to go, I would imagine that uh, Carson Kuhlman will draw into the lineup. Whether or not Jake DeBrusque is bumped to the second line and Kuhlman skates on the third line is yet to be determined. I would be inclined to put uh, Kuhlman on the second line and keep Jake down on the third line. That trio of Hall, Krejci, DeBrusque uh, didn't look fantastic in limited time in Game 1. And I really think uh, DeBrusque has been benefiting from being a bit further down the lineup. Uh, So we'll see here on Monday at the morning skate, whether or not Craig Smith is present and whether he is able to uh, skate. If not, look out for either Carson Kuhlman or Trent Frederick to come in, but I would assume it would be Kuhlman based on the right-handedness. Matt Grizzlick was also bumped up a little bit in this one after taking a hard hit from Leo Komarov. He skated uh, a positional low 1647, uh, did skate off and go to the locker room for a little bit. Uh, It looks as though he's okay and is on track to play game two, but always a bit of a concern there as he did miss a bunch of games in the regular season. It was an optional skate for the Bruins on Sunday, so not really much to glean from that. But obviously the hero in game one was David Pasternak. Bruce Cassidy said, obviously he's feeling it. 
He broke through in Washington late, had plenty of opportunities, so that was the good news. Only a matter of time. That line is really humming right now. He's going. Goal scorers do get hot sometimes. He had a spell there where it didn't work out for him, particularly on the power play. Now he's finding some ice and his shots are going in. Good for him. That's what we need as a team. I had even talked at one point during the series against Washington about whether we should be concerned about David Pasternak. In that series against the Capitals, he recorded uh, 29 shots through those uh, five games. So it was only a matter of time until he did indeed find the back of the net. He didn't score in the first three games, but did find uh, the back of the net in game four and game five, uh, recording a goal and an assist in each of those games. And with the three goals in game one, he now has five goals and four assists through six games so far in the playoffs. And that doesn't quite put him up in, uh, you know, atop the leaderboard, but he's very close. He is tied with Nathan McKinnon for third behind Jonathan Huberto, who's been eliminated, and Nikita Kucherov. His points per game average of 1.5 also puts him behind Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Landeskog, Kucherov, Mikko Rantanen, and Huberto. So he is one of the top performers in the playoffs so far for sure. And his five goals put him one back of Nathan McKinnon for the playoff lead, tied with Sebastian Aho of the Carolina Hurricanes. From the Islanders' side of things, the Bruins, uh, you know, were able to keep their star players in check. Uh, Josh Bailey led the way with four shots on goal. Matt Barzell only one shot, uh, took two penalty minutes, and uh, wasn't very strong in the faceoff circle either. Uh, Jean Gabriel Peugeot only one shot. Kyle Palmieri zero recorded shots. He did have a glorious opportunity. Uh, to score, but Jeremy Lozon got a stick on the puck and deflected it just out of his reach before he was able to deposit it into a pretty open net. Now, speaking of Islanders goaltending, they haven't committed to a starter for Game 2. Head coach Barry Trotz playing a little coy here on Sunday afternoon, not naming his starter. Like I mentioned, Semyon Varlamov had pretty good success against the Bruins' In the regular season, uh, let me just check the stats here. Yeah, Varlamov went 5-1 and one with a 9.43 save percentage against the Bruins in the regular season. Uh, his Wow, not even his best save percentage versus one team. He had a 9.47 in four games against the Devils, 9.76 in six games against the Rangers. So Varlamov... Uh, very much in play for Game 2, maybe giving the Islanders a little different look in net while also, uh, you know, uh, giving the Bruins something new <laughs> or a new challenge, although they did face three different goalies in the Washington series and were able to adjust accordingly. Uh, Varlamov was in net when the Islanders lost to the Bruins immediately following the trade deadline. Uh, back on April 15th, a win for the Bruins, although Varlamov made 41 saves in that one in the loss. Um, so yeah, that's something to watch out for, for sure, heading into Game 2. Keep an eye on at Ian C. McLaren and at LO Boston Bruins on Twitter here on Monday morning for the latest updates 
following the morning skate to see a whether Craig Smith is available uh, and who might replace him. If not, uh, make sure Matt Grizzlick is 100% and able to play in game two. And if there are any changes from a New York Islanders perspective, but when it comes to game one, as good as we could have hoped for, uh, the Bruins now have won five playoff games in a row. Uh, personally, I will continue to wear my Rich Peverly jersey. Uh, I wore a Ray Bork one for game one against the Capitals. They lost. I've worn the Rich Peverly one ever since, and they've won. So I personally will take credit for these five wins in a row. Um, again, when it comes to the fans in the building and... Uh, the vibe in the garden, I cannot echo Patrice Bergeron enough. He said they certainly met expectations, probably surpassed them. The energy and the atmosphere was everything the Bruins expected and more. To say the Bruins have missed them is an understatement in regards to fans. Bergeron said, I think we appreciate it even more when the fans were kind of taken away from the game for quite some time and we had to play without them. A special night. It was good to have them and good to have the win. Very true, and a great effort all around. Something I'm sure those who were in attendance won't soon forget. And even me watching from afar, uh, it was definitely something to behold. And I'm very glad that the Bruins were able to come through and give all of us fans uh, the win in Game 1. Now before we get to some news and notes from around the NHL, let's talk about Built Bar. comes in nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited-time flavor. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the roster while well, you're missing out, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's really something for everyone. And they're not only delicious, but also good for you. Uh, most of the flavors have about 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. If you haven't tried Built Bar yet, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. If it's your first box, you can use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Oh, I should add as well that we have a full schedule where at least dates for the second round. The Bruins, of course, will host the Islanders tonight. Game three will be an extra day later, so we'll have to wait until Thursday for game three from Long Island, and then Saturday will be game four. If necessary, Bruins and Islanders will play in Boston again next Monday. Game six will be Wednesday, June 9th at the New York Islanders, and then Game 7 would be Friday, June 11th. So that's the outlook for this series. There still is one first-round series that hasn't wrapped up. That will take place tonight, uh, Game 7 between the Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Maple Leafs have had two attempts to close this series out so far, and in each of those games, the Canadiens had a multi-goal lead, the Maple Leafs came back, and then the Canadians won in overtime. Uh, so that's uh, pretty crazy. And uh, we'll see who indeed is able to come out of that series tonight. Um, hilarious result either way, let's be honest. Either the Canadians lose, which we don't hate, or 
the Maple Leafs lose, which, like I said, would be hilarious. One uh, off-season note to keep in mind is Seth Jones. On Saturday, uh, Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet reported Jones has no immediate plans to sign an extension and is interested in pursuing free agency uh, next off-season. So that would be pretty huge for the Blue Jackets, uh, something to keep in mind as they prepare for the future. Do they trade him now? Do they play out a season with him? Do they trade him at the deadline if he's not going to stick around? Uh, He's obviously a very talented player. They've already lost Sergei Bobrovsky, Artemi Panarin, Matt Duchesne, Pierre-Luc Dubois in recent uh, months. Josh Anderson was traded to Montreal. A lot of turnover there. And it looks as though this team is headed for possibly rebuild territory with a new head coach coming in. Um, And Jones looking to explore his options elsewhere. So that's definitely something to consider. I I wouldn't expect Boston would be a a destination for him. But, um, you know, could change the uh, balance. Not the balance of power, let's be honest. But, yeah, it could change a team's fortunes if they are indeed able to acquire a player like Seth Jones. What else is going on out there? I don't know if there's any big uh, big things going on. I'm recording this prior to Game 1 between the Hurricanes and Lightning and the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche. Both should be very entertaining series to watch. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it, I think. Uh, a great Game 1 for our Boston Bruins. Really hoping they can keep it going tonight here in Game 2. Um, I hope you all had a great weekend and are looking forward to Game 2. It was great to jump on Locker Room the other night and to uh, chat with uh, some Bruins fans before the game. We'll be doing that again sometime later this week, so be sure to jump on if you can. And also, uh, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. I I really do appreciate it. Uh, And it's great to see the numbers up again in May. For my weekend, I watched the uh, season finale of Mighty Ducks Game Changers, which was pretty entertaining. Should be called Name Changers. No spoilers if you haven't seen it yet, but uh, that's kind of how it ended. Also, uh, uh, burned through seasons one of two of Master of None over the last week after watching the third season. Uh, Really enjoying that show, and I hope they can return to the uh, Aziz Ansari uh, storyline at some point in the future. Also just been enjoying the sunshine and reading some of my Murakami book. And uh, yeah, just hoping that lockdown ends here in Ontario sometime soon. Anyways, I hope you're all doing well, taking care of yourselves, taking care of each other. We'll be back tomorrow to recap game two. And hopefully the Bruins have a 2 nothing series lead by the time we talk to you next. Have a great Monday, friends.